0: For the week of January 31st, 2021, this is Mojo Weekly.
1: I am John. And this is Joshua. Arms and installation is complete. Good luck.
0: And here is your not news. We're doing something a little different this week, uh, mainly because I just didn't feel like talking about news this week, um, and I'm kind of lazy. So, uh,
1: screws, screws, the news is what he said to me. He said, Hey, screws, the news. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, news. I hate it. We're done.
0: We're screwsing it. Screwing it. We're kicking, we're kicking that pig right the fuck out of here.
1: Let's kick this uh, pig. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, there's been stuff
0: going on, you know, there's the GameStop story, obviously, of which, uh, neither of us are smart enough to speak to. Um, and you know, there've been some other things, but I just thought we'd play a little uh, fast and loose with uh, with our format this week and just talk about some games that that we've been playing. And uh, and uh, yeah, that's really it. Just some games that we've been playing. That some of them are recent. Some of them are not. So uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, um, let's do it. Josh, the uh, first one I want to talk to you about is a game that I feel like you might have some experience with because uh, it's an old ass game, and that's kind of your uh, your your wheelhouse. Um, nice. There was a, an eShop sale uh, last week that a uh, lot of lot of good lot of good games on discount. It was their New Year's sale, only a couple weeks late, but nevertheless their New Year's sale. Yeah. So I picked up the Grandia HD collection. Oh, well played! Nice. Yeah, it was it was half price. It was twenty bucks for Grandia One and Two, um, kind of HD upresed and minor improvements made and whatnot. Um, my only experience with Grandia, other than like really hearing great things about the original back in the day, was yeah. playing Grandia Two on the Dreamcast and
1: loving it. Hell Ad- yeah!
0: Adoring that game.
1: Dude, Grandia 2 on the Dreamcast was amazing. Mm-hmm. I absolutely adored that game. Good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always
0: a sucker for revisiting the Dreamcast era. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy this, and I'm going to actually play Grandia 1 a bit. And I know I'm never going to finish this game. I'm the kind of guy who I like dicking around with old school RPGs, but I never really finish them um, unless like I really get sucked in. Sure. And, uh, so I I started playing it. So this is a this is an HD collection. So obviously the graphics are you know it's the same game. Like they didn't like do any sort of swapping with uh pixels or you know or this is a lot a lot of polygons in this one but uh they didn't do right. any swapping of the graphics it's not like the trials of mana remake or anything like that it's this is just a they take the games they up res them they make them look a little prettier they put it in um 16 Nine aspect ratio and they say here go ahead um so the thing about this that i was kind of disappointed in though was that there's really nothing else to it um hmm. So you know how Square, when they like re-release, you know Final Fantasies, you know a thousand times, um, they add a lot of like quality of life improvements, right? So if you buy if you buy Final Fantasy VII on your Switch or your PlayStation or whatever these days, um, you'll get a whole bunch of stuff where they kind of try to take out that old school tedium, right? They've got like a You can speed up the battles. You can speed up the whole game. Hell, you can take out the battles if you want and just plow your ass through the game so you can enjoy the story. Um, They give you, like, save anywhere. You know, like, just instant saves. None of that stuff is included with the Grandia HD collection. Um, This is the old game, warts and all, just slightly prettier looking. Um, Now, the good news is that it's a fucking great game. Like, it's still... It's still cool if you're down with like the old school charm, you know, the 32 bit charm where everything looks kind of, you know, uh, jagged and, you know, strange and whatnot. And a little, you know, when they try to do like panning of the camera and everything kind of like stutters and, you know, like warps a little bit as the camera's panning around. Uh, (laughs) That's I like that stuff just because I'm like, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. It makes me feel like I'm back in high school and college again. Right. Right. But. Uh, the music is still wonderful. Um, it, it's a it's a Game Arts game, so the dialogue and the translation is still like goofy and you know kind of comical. You know, it doesn't take sure. itself doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and I love that sort of stuff. You know, like you know the other stuff like Lunar and uh, yeah, uh, and and you know that that kind of era stuff. Those are my favorite kind of RPGs, where the where the dialogue. You know, it's it's always like these kind of big world. Changing plots in, but like the minutiae like the, the 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 details of it, you know, it's always kind of lighthearted. It's like a fairy tale almost. Yeah, uh, totally. um, And it's not like you know Final Fantasy, which is like always like emo as fuck and you know hardly any sort of humor to be found, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I um I I completely agree. I think there was a Lunar series of games. Uh, there was a, a Silver Star Complete or something like that that they yep. did. On like the PSP, and I think even on the Vita, maybe that they had handheld version of those where they did, they updated the graphics, uh, swipe sprop, uh, the sprite swap, as you said, and then like, you know, the the uh, speeding up of the battles and the kind of the continuing the story, so you can just you can see the final finally get through the entire story if say the old school battle system was a little too tedious for you and stuff like that. So. That's it's interesting. It's an interesting way, you know, that they did it, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for them to have just left Grandia as it was and and allowed it to be the game that it always was without giving it that like, Oh, now like, you know, new people and newbies and kids that are too impatient to actually sit through a real RPG can get through it too and it's like, well, I think that it's uh, it's 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 what you think it is. It's a, if if old school uh, angry old bastards usually like us um, would would look at that and be, appreciate that and say like, haha you fuckers!" Now you got to sit through this shit that we did too back in <laughs> the day when we played through it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I understand when they do give you that kind of easy mode or that sped up mode to like give people that are new to it and not wouldn't turn them off yeah. if you know within the first two hours of gameplay there's a half an hour battle already.
0: Yeah, I mean, so all that stuff, I guess I don't necessarily mind so much. To me, like, the most egregious thing was, like, wait, I can't just save anywhere now? Like, I can't just pull up the menu and hit quick save? Yeah. Like, at least yep. let me do that instead of, shit, I gotta grind through this dungeon until I find a save point, or else right. or else I'm gonna lose my damn game, because I know one of my kids is gonna hit the home button and start playing fucking Fortnite or something, you know?
1: Yeah, um, true. Yeah, that is very true.
0: Yeah, so that's that was one thing where I'm like, really, you couldn't even give me a quick save, come on. <laughs> but anyway, Grandia HD Collection. If you're into the uh, old school whimsical RPGs, um, like I am, uh, check it out. The regular price is 40 bucks, and I'm definitely glad I did not spend 40 bucks on it. Um, yeah. But I feel like 20 bucks is is pretty good for for two very like legendary RPGs.
1: Right on. Yeah. Uh, did you pay? Did, did you pay the? Did you pay 20? Yeah. And did, was that for physical or digital download? It was digital. Ah, gotcha.
0: Uh, I've also been like, shit, man. Josh, I really got to start playing this Xbox Series X that I forget about because it's sitting behind my TV and I haven't seen it. I haven't. <laughs> I literally have not seen the console since November um, because it's hidden and I forget that it's there. Um, so And plus, you know, I'm paying for this goddamn Game Pass subscription. My kids use it. I, I haven't. Um, so I'm like, all right, there's great stuff on Game Pass. Let's check it out. Donut County, Josh. Donut County. What the hell is
1: this? All
0: right, so Donut County is a game that came out about a year or so ago. Um, I can't remember if it came out on Switch first. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure it came to PC first, but console-wise, I think it may have come to Switch first. Um, and I love little bite-sized games that take just like, you can finish them in one sitting. Love them. Yeah. Love those games. And I'm thinking of games like Minute. And uh, games like um, a short hike or Cyanara mm-hmm. Sa- Wild Hearts, you know, I don't mind that they're short, bite-sized games as long as they're quality. You know, I get it, as long as I get a good value out of that two, three hours. Um, and that's what Donut County is. Um, Donut County is to me more analogous to Katamari. Than your okay. ridiculous your your ridiculous uh, comparison of Billy Hatcher, where the only thing they have in common is they're rolling a ball around. All right, so I'm talking sure. game I'm talking gameplay wise. Uh, Donut County is instead of rolling a ball around and collecting things and then the ball gets bigger and bigger, you're moving a hole around the ground. Right. Mm. So just imagine somebody dug a hole in the ground. And you're just, you're moving it around and things are dropping into the hole. And as more things drop into the hole, the bigger the hole gets. Mm. That is the, that is the game. However, there is an absurd story behind this hole and behind this whole like experience that, uh, that makes the game just worth it. Cause the levels themselves, they each last maybe two, three minutes. Um, it's, it's Hmm. the, it's the little story segments in between where you're just like, what the fuck is even happening? (laughs) Because there are, there's like, there's like a group of, uh, townspeople and they're all like animals. There's like a, a, a talking rabbit and a talking crocodile and all this stuff. And they're all down there. They're, they're like in this cave. And what happens is they fell through this hole. Right. And, and, and so they're a thousand feet below donut County. And they're each telling their story of how they fell down this hole. So when like Mr. Rabbit or whatever starts telling his story, boom, the game cuts to the level and you are moving the hole around and sucking up Mr. Rabbit's house and everything into the hole. And uh, it turns out, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, everybody's blaming this raccoon who owns the donut shop. And uh so the whole time they're like, "Yeah, you stupid raccoon, you dropped us down here." And the raccoon's like, "No way, man, I didn't. I'm just delivering donuts, you know." Uh, <laughs> it is a crazy, crazy game, and I, as I, it's like probably ten, twelve levels long. And as I was getting like halfway through it, I'm like, "Is this all this is?" Like, I, I'm gonna see this to to the end because it's only a couple hours long, but. I am glad I saw it to the end because the last couple levels are just bonkers crazy. Um, And Josh, I highly recommend you check this out. Um, Sit down with your kids, play it. It'll take you like two hours, and you guys will laugh, and you'll be like, "What the hell is even going on?" Uh, It is fun. It's on. It's like I said, it's on Game Pass. Um, Otherwise, I think you get it for under ten bucks on like Switch or um, just you know PS4 or five or whatever.
1: Yeah, so it's on pretty much everything. It doesn't it's have up. to be the Series X. It doesn't uh, push the uh, Series X and all gaming consoles <laughs> no, united not all. To, to limits. Oh, okay, not at all. all right.
0: um, Donut County. No. Yeah, Donut County. Check it out. I think you'll like it. It's it's got a pretty funny sense of humor. Uh, this is a new release. Look at us uh, talking about current things. And I think you said you bought this Cyber Shadow.
1: I did. did I did. I have not I have not uh, not powered it up yet it is, is sitting waiting on the uh, main menu of my Nintendo switch yeah. I was all ready to play it a little bit last night give it a shot uh, prior to making dinner last night and then I wound up playing Super Mario 35 instead nice I'm always the bridesmaid never the bride the best I can do in that stupid game is second place <laughs> nice I think uh third is as far as I've gotten on that one um so uh Cyber
0: Shadow though we talked about this on last week's episode and um this is one published by uh Yacht Club Games um yep. makers of makers of Shovel Knight um developed by like one dude and then Yacht Club picked it up to publish it um yep. you'll look at it and you'll be like oh wow a new ninja Guide then right um and you know it kind of has that vibe you know you're running around as a cyber ninja um and uh you know, doing a lot of slashy slashy things. But as where Ninja Gaiden, the, I'm talking the OG here, like the old school ones. As where they yeah. give they give uh, they give your your character all his abilities, like straight up front. You know, you can jump around, you can you know shoot shurikens as long as you grab the item. You can stick to stick to walls and do all this stuff. You can uh, crouch and all that stuff. Uh, Cyber Shadow, uh, the game starts out. You're taken out of some sort of cryogenic you know state and you're you need to get all your abilities back so Mm. basically all you can do at the beginning of this game is you can jump and you can slash and that's it damn um Uh. you never get the ability to crouch which some people seem to love and i'm like damn i really wish i could crouch right now (laughs) but uh i mean this ninja apparently has bad knees he can't crouch um (laughs) but uh but so I I, I want I will say that the first my first playthrough of the game my first like play session I wasn't impressed um, by the game by the gameplay uh, the the pixel art it's gorgeous like it is amazing um, the nice. music the music is spectacular play with headphones on because the music's the chip they're all chip tunes and they're fucking great um, that's awesome and the presentation is all spectacular but I was like the gameplay just wasn't doing it for me. Um hmm. so I, so I went to bed that night a little disappointed and I was like damn I was really looking forward to that granted I, it was on Game Pass so other than my Game Pass subscription it didn't cost me anything so um, but the next morning you know how 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 you are after you play a game and you're not impressed and then you start thinking about it and you're like man I should really give it another shot yeah um, And that's what I did. And I read I I was like reading people's impressions of it and they were loving it. They were just having a great time. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back and I'm going to check this out because I really wanted to like this game. Um, And I I kind of uh, uh, barreled through um, the the first level, um, which is, you know, it starts out a little tough. This is not an easy game. And I got my first I got my first unlockable. And all of a sudden, the game started opening up. It started revealing its magic to me, right? Mm. Um, and it's structured a bit like Shovel Knight, where you go from checkpoint to checkpoint. And every time yep. you die, you go back to that checkpoint. Sometimes the checkpoints are a little far from you know, far from one another. So you see sure. that checkpoint coming up, and then you die, and you want to fucking punch somebody, right? Um, <laughs> yep. But... This game, like I said, the magic of this game revealed itself to me after I started unlocking abilities and items. And I was like, okay. And it became one of those just one more try kind of experiences.
1: Ah, Um, yeah.
0: Where I came down here intending to play something else, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to give Cyber Shadow another go. And next thing I knew, it was like two hours later, right? Damn. Um, And now I think I'm about halfway through the game and I'm loving it. I really, really, really love it. So uh, I, I highly recommend this one. And, and as I was playing it, I was like, damn, if Josh gives this one a chance, I think he's going to love it, too.
1: Awesome. Well, right. I do plan on it, and I definitely won't let myself be um, you know, disappointed by it or, or turned off by it if initially I'm not super impressed by it. Uh, it reminds me of a few years ago um, when The Messenger came out, and I picked that up on the Switch. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure they're not exactly super similar in that aspect where you kind of gain back abilities and stuff. But the first time I played Messenger, I loved it. Mm-hmm. But then after playing it a while, I kind of had the exact opposite where I was like yeah. starting to feel like it's a little repetitious. It's a little just kind of like at first it's like wow this is like a new Ninja Gaiden, and then after you play it a few levels in, you're like it's kind of a gimmicky Ninja Gaiden. It's not exactly what I'd hoped. I, so, I
0: was the exact same way, man. Exact same way.
1: Well, Messenger's great in short bursts, but man, it's not it's not exactly a complete and perfect, um, you know, two D Ninja Gaiden replacement by any means.
0: Yeah, with the so like you said. Uh, with the messenger i had the exact same opposite as cyber shadow i was super impressed with it at first but then i tapered off um, with cyber shadow at first i was like eh but the more i played it the more i loved it um next one so josh we talked about this guy last week and i was very excited for it so i uh, i am excited to talk to you about it this is the demo for ball in wonder world oh my god that's right yeah the, the, new, the Knights game, huh? Yeah, the new Yuji Naka joint. Um, so the demo the demo came out uh, just yesterday. We're recording this on Friday. Came out just yesterday. Uh, when I got up for work, I logged into work, immediately went downstairs, downloaded the demo to my PS5, came back upstairs, and then I waited you know, until I had an opportunity to come down and play it. Because uh, I was very excited. I love like 32-bit and Dreamcast era like Sega looking stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah. And that's that. Those are the vibes that this game gave me. It was like, it was like, this looks like Knights, you know. This looks like one of those games, but just updated. Um, super, right ex- super excited. And oh my God, Josh, this game, at least the demo, is awful. It is awful. <laughs> Um, it is amongst the worst things I've played in ages. Um, it is, uh, it is just terrible. So let me, let me give you the rundown of this demo. So, uh, the demo starts out with a beautiful cutscene that makes no sense. All right. Of course there's a kid he's, he's, he's hanging out in a playground and he's kicking ass, but then all of a sudden he looks really mopey. I don't know why he's mopey. And then he walks to, uh, walks into the city and gets to, some sort of theater uh i don't know why he's going into this theater but he's going in this theater um and uh walks into the theater and then ballin b-a-l-a-n this dude who looks like the nights guy is in there and he whisks this guy away apparently to a different portal no dialogue no nothing so you're like okay i guess that's weird um and so i'm like okay the that, that uh that cinema intro was very pretty uh made no sense but I'm, I'm, I'm down with obscurity. Let's, let's go, let's go with it, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, so you get into the game and you're, you're put into like this hub area, which is like the, the garden mm. and, uh, you're wandering around. It's, and I was immediately struck by how just bad the game looks, uh, on a on, oh. a, on a, on a technical level. Um, it's pretty, right? Like it's whimsical. It's got this very cartoony, bubbly look to it. Um, but on a technical level, uh, it looks bad. There's pop up on the grass, Josh on the grass. And, and, and I remember, I remember I was walking through it or through this garden and I'm like, man, I remember playing cameo elements of power on the 360, and, uh, noticing the cartoony grass that looks better than this looks right now. Um, so yeah. so anyway, there's a big door uh, off in the distance, not too far away. That has the number one on it, uh, which I assumed it mean men's, meant uh, world one. So I run oh, over right. there. I run over there, and two doors pop up, and it's and one or two, so I can go to world one one or world one two. So naturally, I start at the start. Mm-hmm. And you get in there, man, and the questionable game design elements uh, just jump right out at you immediately. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, you've got people who are standing there dancing, like doing weird dances for some reason, uh, all in unison. Um, and but when you walk up to them, they disappear. And you're like, oh. what? And you're like, what? What's this about? Um, they're like bubbles in the sky. Like they look like ripples, uh, ripples in the water, kind of in the sky. It's and you're like, and it's gorgeous. And you're and it, they're like syncing up with the music. And you're like, OK, I don't know what that's about. And then, Josh, so the main premise of this game, like the mechanic of it, is that you will collect different outfits. Each of these outfits gives you a different ability, right? So if you want to change your ability, you got to change your outfit. Now, when I say ability, singular, uh, I mean ability, singular. Um, Every outfit has exactly one function. Um, Mm. And that means that no matter what button you push, whether it's a face button, shoulder button, whatever, it's going to do the same thing. So uh, mm. it, it is literally a one button game. And you're, so you run around and you push your button. If you want to do something different, uh, you have to hit uh, your shoulder button to change your outfit. And which takes a second. It doesn't just snap on the fly, change. It has to do a little animation where you're wearing your new outfit, right? Um, so there's mm. that. Uh, now, the other thing is each of these outfits are locked inside a box. The boxes require a key. Now, Josh, what do you think you would have to do to, you know, to get to, to, to do this, right? To to get the key and get the box. Like,
1: yeah, we, I guess you'd break the break the box, get the key. You
0: know. Well, 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 I mean, you'd think that you'd have to search around the level for the key, right? Right. Oh, yeah. So you see this yeah, box. Like I, you see this box, and you're like, shit, this box needs a key because I want that outfit. Um, where's the key? Well, Josh, the key is never more than five steps away from the box. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not only that, but the key regenerates. Oh. So wow. once, once you grab the key and open the box, you can turn around and grab another key and then another key. And so you can just stock up on fucking keys, right? So every, wow. time, you, every time you see a box, you don't have to take those five steps to grab the key that's right <laughs> next to it because you got a whole inventory full of keys. It's oh, fucking awful. weird, Josh. It's really weird. Um, then there are like portals to get from one area of the level to the other, except it's like walking through a door. Like you're not you're not really going from you know from point A on this side of the level to point B on the opposite side of the level. You're literally walking through a door, but the door is like a portal. And the reason for that is because this game's designed sh- so shitty. That they're, they're like, we need to block off this area. And the levels aren't very big. This isn't like, you know, this isn't like wow. Sky, Skyrim or something. Uh, this, <laughs> this is like just a tiny little, like, Mario-sized level, if, if that. It's, it's bad, dude. It's Ouch. so bad. The jumping uh, is awful. The controls are bad. The, the camera's bad. Uh, the, mm. the characters, like, every time you do something... They make an annoying noise that you're just like Jesus. This sucks. Now I complain about a lot of stuff, but I've got one final baffling game design decision that I have to I have to explain to you. Oh, what's that? Okay, so you collect these little thing called Tim's. If you recall Sonic Adventure, you recall the Chows, right? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Tim's are oh. basically Chows. They look like little Kirby's. They look like fluffy little Kirby's. Mm. You collect them in the levels, and then when you get back to the hub area, uh, you, you got a handful of these guys. Uh, in the middle of the hub area, there is this thing that looks like a like a, a wheel, right, that you can turn, uh, you know, like when you spin the wheel on uh, Price is Right or something, right? Sure, so right. You walk over to this wheel, and your little Tims jump on the wheel, and they start turning the wheel. On the side of your screen, there's something that says uh, Sub Objective, right? And it starts with sub objective, uh, raise the um, the Tim Tower, right? And you're like, well, what is that? Well, you go over to the wheel, and the Tim start turning the wheel. And it says it says uh, zero out of thirty on your sub objective. Well, the more they spin, it goes. They spin it once, so if the ticker goes up to one, two, three, four. Sure. Five, just it just keeps spinning. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I figure, like, okay, after after these Tims, after they spin the wheel to 30, they'll disappear, and I'll have to go collect more, right? No, Josh, no. So it gets up to 30, the tower starts raising, right? And I'm like, okay, what happens if I just stand here? Well, sub-objective number two pops up, and it says, you know, whatever it is, 100, zero out of, or 30, 30 out of 100 now you have. I'm like, okay, so I just stand here, and they keep turning the wheel until they get to 100 and then the next thing pops up out of the ground the next thing says okay you got 100 out of 200 here's your next next objective these aren't objectives is my point josh like this is this is not a challenge this is not a game this is just sit here and wait for your dudes to turn the crank and, and eventually i got up to 500 before i gave up because i'm like this is oh my crazy god and and it just keeps going it keeps going you could you could build the whole thing the whole garden all the towers the the, the slides everything you could build it all just by standing there there's really no game to it it's crazy man it's crazy wow.
1: i've never I've, uh, I've never
0: seen anything like it
1: yeah dude um wow did project red put this together for this demo or <laughs> <laughs> man i don't know
0: i'm interested in reading the final reviews cuz I'm definitely not buying the game in case I haven't made that clear, but I, I do want to read the reviews and be like, did they just like dumb everything down for the demo? Like, oh, I, I don't maybe. know.
1: Maybe just to give you a sampling of what the game could be like. Now you said this is new Yuji Naka. Yuji Naka. Yeah. Yeah, did he make it on his own? Maybe he's all by himself.
0: No, 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 it was him and another guy that he used to work with. I forget who. I forget the details. Tim and another like That's... a guy that he collaborated with with like Sonic and stuff back in the day. Sure. sure. Um, but dude, it's, wow. it's 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 fucking bad. You should download the demo on PS4. I've heard the GameCube or the GameCube. I heard the Switch demo is nearly unplayable cuz it's just so shitty. Um, so um, you should, you should download it on your Xbox, your PS4 and just try it. Cause you need to
1: experience this. Uh, it sounds like something I definitely need to try out, especially on this first build of the demo when I'm sure it's going to be lots of complaints. Um, you know, what's interesting though, is the Knights game, like the Knights, the original Saturn game as, as, you know, it, it was a broken ish game, you know, as, as goofy and as broken as it was, it was such a fun experience and such an original, unique yeah. idea, um, it was sort of like Sonic in the air, you know, and um, the thing is, is like the spinoffs or the spiritual sequels and stuff like that that had come out, um, the best two that I've ever played were on the original Wii. And that was that Nights game with a ton of storyline and a lot of annoyingness, but some really pretty levels and really good gameplay and those levels that were actually playable. Yeah. And then that really weird game, um, Rodea. Do you remember yeah. that one at on all? I Wii? remember it. I remember it. I never played it, but I heard decent things about it. Yeah. So it came out during the Wii U era. And Mm -hmm. so it was um, it was uh, in Japan, you know, Sonic Team or well, I shouldn't say Sonic Team. I honestly think it was Yuji Naka and and some other people. Um, They're really, really excited to bring it over to the U.S. And so when they did that, they brought over a HD version of Rodea for the Wii U. And um, for some reason, they just decided to slap the original Wii game inside of that case with it. So you got the Wii version of Rodea and the Wii U version of it. And the Wii, the original version, the one that they just directly ported with a very choppy uh, translation, yeah. was infinitely the better game. Yeah. Infinitely better than the Wii U version. Because the Wii U one, they took out all the storyline and I guess like the controls and everything. They did make it like HD and there was some, some smoothing along the edges and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But they cut out. All the colors they cut out, the music was worse, uh, and the storyline was completely missing from the Wii U version. So it's really bizarre. But man, it just, it's just such shit that they're still like, we're like wanting another Night's game, I guess. Yeah. At least something to say, like, here's this Night's game, and here's how cool it was, and here's how cool it could be in HD and all these next gen consoles. And then yet again, we're kind of left wanting, I suppose. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Um, Weird. This game. I've seen people on forums say, Oh, but it's got that 32 bit charm. This is no worse than some of those 32 bit platformers. And I'm like, dude, no, go back and play nights, go back and play nights. It was actually good. You know, this is not good. This is, this is like a, this is like a, I mean, it's, it looks okay. Like the graphically it it's whimsical and colorful. Um, But like, this is like somebody's. uh, uh, Project. You know, like they they were making mm. a, you know, like they're like, This is our proof of concept kind of demo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not not meant for mass consumption. This is like, hey, let's let's test out our mechanics kind of thing. Like it's really fucked yeah. up. Uh, the that last the very last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, and and it's gonna be quick. I'm not gonna rant about it like I ranted for ten minutes on Ball and Wonderworld. But um uh, Dragon Quest Tact came out. Hmm. Um, and this is a mobile game based in the Dragon Quest universe. It's essentially Fire Emblem Heroes uh you know it's it's the same kind of thing it's a strategy tactics kind of game where you recruit monsters to fight for you and there's like this half-ass little story that goes with it it's got all the trappings of free-to-play mobile games so they're going to try to sell you points and sell you different items and stuff but you don't have to do any of that shit if you don't want to if you like the dragon quest world it's it's fun you know it's got that uh it's got that colorful fairy tale kind of vibe to it goofy dialogue you know with little slime saying hey buddy you know come out and fight you know that kind of shit um (laughs) but it's you know it's a very simplistic uh tactical game that you can just play in bite-sized chunks when you're taking a dump or waiting for your kid to get out of karate or something so uh you can do that and then josh i believe you had one game that you wanted to talk about and it's a game that i don't think really anybody's thought of uh since its disastrous
1: launch a year ago well, yeah, I guess you're just giving me one game to talk about that I've been playing lately. Oh, Jeez. yeah, I mean, you can talk about as many as you want, but... One thing I would like to say, you said that Dragon Quest Tact. Is that a strategy-like tactical war game? Is that? Yeah, what yep, absolutely. Yep. Okay, yeah, so just when you mentioned that, it kind of reminded me of those old Dragon Warrior Monsters game on the Game Boy Colors. Yep. Uh, those two, there was like one and two and maybe even a third one. Those were fun. I enjoyed those, even if they were just for the, the Pokemon-esque style gameplay. Yeah, it's very much um, like that. Very much like that. Yeah. That's really cool. So is that available on phones? Is that what you played on? Yep.
0: Yep. Um, it's on iOS and Android.
1: Gotcha. So hey, um what one thing, so I've been playing a couple things. The main thing that I've been playing lately in the last couple of weeks is 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 what I'll get to. But one thing that I want to mention prior um is actually I've been revisiting an old PC engine slash Sega Genesis shoot 'em up called Zero Wing. Um And it really that came up because um, I was uh, introducing my kids to All Your Bass and all of those All Your Bass memes and the songs and everything. And they're like, what is this? And so I had to kind of explain to them how the game initially came out, because for whatever reason, the arcade version and then like the PC Engine version didn't have that dialogue. The Genesis version did. The Genesis version had the cutscene prior to it and the awful Americanization, or English, if you will, um, that was put in there. Um, the beginning of uh, the Sega Genesis game, it's it's famous, infamous, if you will, yeah. uh, for its all-your-base intro, like, uh, you know, to your last zig, you know, b- bring screen on. Um, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful uh, intro. It's hilarious how how bad it is, and it makes me laugh every time I play it, but... I was doing, I watched a video of a guy on YouTube. He did a comparison of the PC engine and the Genesis versions. He's called the Shoot 'em up junkie. I think it's Shmup Junkie or something like that. Sure. Good stuff. Anyway, um, it was an interesting comparison. And the two games I've been playing a little bit of each of them, the Sega Genesis version is such a good port of the arcade game. Uh, the PC Engine CD port of it as well. Uh, Zero Wing, it's a great game, and it's the one that I actually know more of because I'm a Turbo Graphics nerd and I tend to yeah. prefer that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the Genesis one, G- Genesis one, is more faithful to the arcade game, I'd have to say. But that's something I've been showing my kids um, just because they think that internet memes are hilarious, and, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, pull pull along a chair, child, and sit along the campfire, and I'll tell you a story about all your base, you know. Yeah. But yeah, um so a weird one. Um it's it's uh it's something that came out to uh kind of initially a big splash. It was supposed to be a big huge game on the Xbox 1 and PS4 and then uh got a lot of flack in response not too um dissimilar to the Cyberpunk release. Yep. Which now, you know, not hardly anyone's talking about anymore. I think it kind of it, it hit the stink so bad that people are avoiding it like the plague. Um But I um, recently, last fall, um, because I was wandering around a local GameStop, I was looking just for something to play on my PS4, and I happened to see Anthem. Anthem, uh, new, (laughs) shrink-wrapped new game, a new copy of Anthem was $3.99. Yeah, and I thought, well, what the hell? I mean, for for less than a rib, you know, I can grab <laughs> this game. <laughs> I can grab this game and give it an honest try, you know, because there's been a few games that I've been playing lately that I've actually gotten into. Um, whether that was you know the Uncharted games, East Eight, uh, Destiny, and stuff like that. So I've actually had time to kind of play, um, some newer game console stuff, especially with friends. And Anthem has an online community. It has co- uh, online multiplayer. It has a lot of things quote unquote going for it that were exactly what i was looking for and the fact that i could spend less than five dollars on it um i was pretty stoked to do so i wound up buying three copies of it uh bought one for myself and then two of my friends gave them uh my two two close buddies um copies for christmas along with a few other things in a gift exchange and i'm like anthem what is this crap and i remember (laughs) playing it briefly a little bit thinking the controls were pretty wonky uh the visuals are fucking gorgeous like the gameplay is amazing um you don't notice any load times when you're in the actual battle areas and the maps and stuff because the load times between your missions are probably between two to five minutes and i'm not even kidding you sit there (laughs) for what feels like forever but once you get in those areas you're playing for 20-25 minutes with not a single load time nothing like in between going through giant massive areas and so I knew there was something about the game that I enjoyed. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but there was something <laughs> I really liked. Yeah. Um, it's 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 a little bit of Halo. It's a little bit of Destiny. It's a little bit of uh, that MMO-style uh, teams, you get your squad together and go and do some missions-type gameplay. Um, but I couldn't quite fi- put my finger on it. Initially, I was just like, man, this would be a cool way to make an Iron Man game, because oh, these yeah. javelins these javelins that you do get into and stuff you're you're a normal dude like that's your you make your guy and you're a normal guy and you kind of pick your first pokemon which is be your javelin and then you go around and do some missions and the more you do the more experience you get the more uh hit points you get the more um gold money got ja- uh, gems whatever you want you, you keep going through the game and you get more stuff And as you start to level up, you start to unlock the other suits and there's up to four or five different types that you can be. You can be like a Colossus, you can be a Ranger, you can, you know, blah, blah, blah down the line. And it's basically like, there's differences of like your, if you're more finesse players, your tanks that have machine guns, where you're basically Ripley in the alien suit, you know, like fucking just jump, chomp, chomp, smash and everything. You're like a Hulkbuster suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the different types of suits that you can unlock eventually going through the game. And I'm like, Oh, this would be cool if this was an Iron Man game. Like, I don't know why Marvel and, and Bioware didn't get together and say, look, let's make an <laughs> Iron Man game. Cause initially that's what I thought. And, um, so my, bu- my buddies open their Christmas gifts. Um, they're like, well, what the hell's Anthem? And I'm like, Hey, just something we could try. If you guys don't give a shit about it, that's cool too. Because I barely took $12 to buy all three of our copies, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Ah uh, man, a week and a half ago, my buddies finally installed and got got going, and, and we've spent I, I shit you not ten to fifteen hours over the last week and a half playing it, and I actually really like it now. Um, we've each unlocked about two suits. One of my guy, one of my buddies, he's played it a little more than the rest of us. He's got three suits unlocked now. I think he's a level fifteen guy already, yeah. and um, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. the The way that the gameplay and the way that it really clicked in my head is that I made instant Once I figured this out, I made instant comparisons to Gun Valkyrie on the original Xbox. Now, Gun Valkyrie was was like, people loved it because it was like Sega's way of making a new age version of uh, Space Harrier. Yeah. So Space Harrier, obviously, you're a guy in a jetpack and you're flying around just bl- blowing the shit out of everybody. Gun Valkyrie added in more RPG elements and a lot more um, strategy elements where you're running around and you're blowing up bad guys and then you fight a giant boss, you know, whatever. And it gives you that open world feeling of Space Harrier. Yeah. The problem was is they didn't know and nobody knew back in 2002, 2003 of how to do um really, really well balanced mech movement where you're like jumping and then turning into something that can fly and then able to land and then like get in the air and spin the camera around. Like there's just too much going on that you can do with just a controller. And so When you were in the air, the way to like dodge left was like clicking in the thumbstick on the left side and then to click the right side to dodge back to the right. So you're click, click, click both of your things. You're moving around and it's like to move forward, you have to use your left analog stick up and then to move backwards, you're pushing like right analog back. It's just it was very complex and they didn't offer a way to like really um, modify that in, in any way in Gun Valkyrie, but you could get used to it. I did. Problem yeah. is is anytime I pick that game up now, it takes me 10 minutes to just remember what the controls are. <laughs> yeah. I feel that Anthem does a lot of those exact same things, especially in the idea of like you land in this area and there's like 25 bad guys around and you're like you and your three buddies are like going, we just blow them away, and then you realize the next checkpoint is like 50 kilometers away, and you gotta jump up in the air, fly over a mountain, go over this area, you know, and do all this stuff. They really do a good job of making it so that it transitions from a guy on foot to a guy in the air to back on foot again, because they added, they actually added in, and this is just something that happened over the last fall and this winter, was that I guess, for whatever reason, BioWare still has a team working on this game and fixing it from those that original loss, or that original um, launch two years ago in 2019. And they released a patch for it, or, or probably a whole game um, fix, a hot fix or whatever, um, over the holidays that um, really expanded a lot of stuff that I don't recall seeing last October. And, um, man, they, they added in elements of fucking star Fox in this game because you go, you're like doing a mission and you have to like go and collect a few things. And then you got to blow up a shitload of bad guys, fight a boss, you know, go and collect a few more things. And then you're jumping there and you've got this like literal five minute flight to your next area, but they added in like star Fox circles and stuff where you can get bonuses and fly through things. And it's like, Hey, try going under this tree branch, you know, or some really crazy tiny little hole and like go through it and boom, 25,000 points, you know, or something like, it. it's just like. They do. It's it's actually not bad. Like, this is the game. Yeah. Obviously, no one could have sat and waited an extra two years for the actual release of this game. <laughs> but is it worth revisiting for three fucking dollars? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Don't go to the digital store either, because the game's still like $39.99. Find a game, a used copy at GameStop or whatever. That's what I did. And um, I'm really glad I did. I'm, like, shocked at how yeah. much I'm enjoying this game right now.
0: Um, All right. 60 cents. <laughs> The poor bastards who bought it for sixty dollars new, and then versus Josh who waited a little bit and bought it for three bucks.
1: I can't imagine. And rumor is too that Bioware and EA is releasing an expansion or DLC this year. Um, they've said that they're not sure if it's just going to be given free to all people that are still playing in the community or not, or if it's yeah. going to be a full DLC thing. It's supposed to come this spring or this uh, this summer. So I'm 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 in. The, the thing that they should have done, though, is they should have put this on, like, Game Pass or something for free for everyone to kind of say, like, here, this is like Final Fantasy XIV Reborn, you know, whatever, the Realm Reborn, where it's like, sorry, we really fucked up, but here, here it is for free. <laughs> everyone play it. Play yeah. it for a month free if you like it, then we'll start releasing DLC, and that's what they probably should have done, but yeah it's not bad it's a neat game um i like it if you like gun valkyrie if you're one of the zero fans that are listening right now that loved gun valkyrie i definitely would recommend anthem because i think it's right on that same ilk
0: right on if you're uh, one of the two people who enjoyed gun valkyrie josh being the other one i love it <laughs> all right man that's that's it man we we went on for like 40 minutes there so uh let's get to the new releases what All right, so we got some stuff coming out, man. Uh, first up, we got Control. It's the uh, it's the next gen upgrade for uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X and S, and this is going to be free on both consoles if you have a subscription. So if you've got nice. your yeah, if you've got your uh, PlayStation Plus subscription, you can get it. If you have got your Game Pass, you can get it as well. Speaking of nice. uh, speaking of PlayStation Plus, uh, Destruction All Stars comes free to get PlayStation Plus subscribers on the PS5. Uh, this is this is one of those games, man. We talked about this a few months ago where you know we were like, man, this should really be a PlayStation Plus game. Ain't nobody buying this game. And, <laughs> sure, and sure enough, they're like they listen, they obviously are Mojo Weekly listeners, and they're like, hey, those guys, go. those guys have hot takes. Hot takes on that show. Um It's gotta be it. <laughs> Blue Fire for Switch and PC. Werewolf, the apocalypse, earthblood, and they've got like Three subtitles for that one. It's for it's for every console except for Switch apparently. So, uh, Kinetic Edge for PC. Uh, Neo uh, Neo 2 the complete edition uh, for PlayStation 4 and then you, we've got the Neo Collection uh, complete edition for PS5. Um, so yeah, wow. that's 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 pretty cool. If you want to get your ass beat, uh, you know. Uh, is is that
1: N I O H or is that N E
0: O? N I O H. It's the uh, it's the Ninja Souls like you know. Um, so you can you can play the remastered versions of those on your PS5. That's it, man. Those are our um, new releases. Josh. I'm not gonna try to rush you through this, but you know I'm gonna try to rush you through this since we're at 45 minutes. We got our games, we got our game spotlight, and boy, you've got a hell of a choice here. You're pulling out, you're, you're always a great one for pulling out these you know obscure ass weird games like Gun Valkyrie.
1: Hey, uh, I like Gun Valkyrie or or Uya exclusives like uh, <laughs> like uh, Towerfall. Right. which is a great game by the way. Yeah. Anyway, hey, so I want to okay, you said rush through this, so I I Well, you know,
0: don't be... I guess don't rush, but just be mindful
1: of the time. Okay, I'll be I'll definitely do a good job being mindful of time. So, yes. take your minds back to 2002 with me, oh, about 19 yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh early 2000s era, Capcom, SNK, you know, Midway, a lot of those c- game companies, you know, uh, what was it? Namco coming out with the Tekken games. All of these great fighting games of the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, and a little program that I found on computers and Linux. So PC and Linux, maybe even Mac too at the time. I don't know if it was for sure. But a little thing called Mugen or Mugen. What did you call it? M U G N? What would you call that? Mugen?
0: Mugen? Not sure. Mm-hmm. I, called
1: it, I called it Mugen. Um, and Mugen was this system, this open software that someone created and put out on, on on Windows that basically allowed you to have an open um I think there was fighter one and fighter two and you yep. got one one background which was one fighting stage and you had it on your PC and you could install and update and gra and, and, and code your very own fighting game. So, why was this important? Why is this a cool idea? Because at the time, uh, Capcom versus SNK and Capcom versus Mar- or Marvel versus Capcom and those kind of games kind of blew everyone's imaginations on what those kind of games could look like. Like, I never thought we would see Capcom versus SNK to begin with. Like, I never, yeah, ever thought yeah. that was going to happen. And the fact that it did happen blew my fucking mind. Like, how the hell are we seeing Terry Bogard and <laughs> Andy and, and, and how Marrow and like all these SNK legendary characters against these Capcom fighters, I always thought it was an even playing field, but no one else did. Like, come on. Everybody knew Capcom. Nobody knew what SNK was, at least, you know. There's probably 95% of fighting fans knew Ken and Ryu, but those other 5% didn't know who the fuck Terry was.
0: Well, especially in the neck of the woods where we grew up.
1: Exactly. So yeah. this 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 little operating system, uh, this little game uh, called Mugen, this little program that you put on your computer, you could install and set up your own game sprites. You could you could add in all the characters that you wanted to. You had to make the sprites though in like Windows Paint or like you know um, Adobe Suite or something like that, and then you code your fighting moves. You could do anything you wanted with it. It was all backend code. It was all written in batch files, and so people would um, make their own builds of this Mugen, put it online and you could download those. And I actually started to make my own and then put it up on, share on uh, not on the SharePoints, but like uh, ways to share it online uh, through Mugen servers and Mugen forums and say like, here's my build. Look, I added the Simpsons. You know, it had like Homer, Marge and Bart and Lisa from the Simpsons arcade game into yeah. this fighting game. Um, the game, obviously, it depended on who was coding it. Um, if you had very, very skilled, very experienced people, um, putting it together, you could have really good balanced games. You could finally yeah. you you could finally see Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. You know, like this was a thing, like, oh my God, I can't believe this actually happened. And so there was some really, really good, skilled people out there that were finally building these games that we always wanted to see. So I was building my like SNK, like uh, my favorites, my like absolute best fighting game characters. And then I was grabbing in some like Street Fighter Alpha characters. And, you know, like I would have like, oh, my gosh, we're going to finally see like Mark of the Wolves, Terry Bogard (laughs) versus Street Fighter Alpha 3, you know, Ryu or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to build together. And man, did Capcom not like Mugen? They were like, you fucking kids, like you little (laughs) bastards you're you're jumping the shark here you jumped ahead of us you're putting together your dream matches when we haven't even officially made that yet so there was tons of lawsuits out there there was a lot of people that were trying to get them to stop obviously open software and a bunch of kids you know you put it on a torrent site or like you know napster or something like that and people are downloading it and you're never going to find it you're never going to be able to stop it it's going to be out there for everyone to have as much as as often as they want to grab it as, as, as easy it is as easy as it is to find
0: yeah. and
1: um i had my own builds so Capcom was fighting against this this thing, and they they were they were also making their own games. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 had just been released on the Dreamcast. It was coming. Uh, They're porting it to like everything else. Uh, Capcom vs. SNK 2 was being ported to everything else. And um, in the mid 2000s, say 2003, 2004, Capcom put together a very unique and strange compilation of fighting game characters into one game, and it was released on the PS2 and the Xbox. And I have a feeling that they got the urge to continue to pull these games out of their ass because of things like Mugen was starting to pull a little bit of the attention away from them. And so we got this game that I revisited this last week, which I did not mention in the games we're playing because I'm honestly a little embarrassed to say I even played it. (laughs) But I was actually going to I was starting to like go through my games and kind of sift through some stuff and like, why do I have this? Why do I why do I own this thing? And the game I have in my hands here is Capcom fighting evolution
0: capcom fighting evolution
1: god damn it's a terrible game um it is basically like one of their coders got a hold of mugen um yeah. decided to port it to the ps2 and to the xbox and said hey we can do this too and we can make money on it yeah oh it is um it is sloppy it is crappy it is a sloppy thrown together fighting game that i've ever seen in my entire life i played the xbox version it is not good john Um, The back of the the box says, Legendary fighters from five Capcom arcade classics finally finally meet online in one totally cool, totally old school game. This all new game lets you choose from characters spanning, get this, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter Alpha, And Darkstalkers and Red Earth. What the fuck is Red Earth? Good question. It's garbage. It is a ridiculous (laughs) fighting game that they made dinosaurs. Basically, they were like, oh, what's Primal Rage? They didn't do that right. Let's put Primal Rage in a Street Fighter engine and see how it goes terrible. Red Earth was garbage. Dark Stalkers I'll give you. I love Dark
0: I love me some Dark Stalkers, man.
1: This is 2004-2005. We've already seen Dark Stalkers characters against Street Fighter characters in all of the Capcom versus SNK games and the uh, Marvel versus Capcom games. Like we've already seen Morgan and 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 Ryu go at it. We've already seen Chun-Li and and the little cat chick, you know. Um uh. This game is embarrassingly bad. Um, First off, the backgrounds, some of them look like they were just a snapshot of like a, a forest in Brazil. Like someone took a picture of it and then just placed it in the pastor plastered it in the background. Um, some of them, they actually did put a little effort into because they they have like uh, they have like Hagar or not, not Hagar. But they've OK. So Cody um, is in the background in one of the levels um, you can play as guy from Final Fight, which they don't even list Final Fight here. But they have him as a um, guy from what Street Fighter Alpha, I think it was or yeah. you know, who knows. Anyway, so there's characters in the background um, that are moving like really terribly. Um, the, the graphics are not good um the sprites that they used so this maybe is what they're talking about like they finally meet online in one totally cool totally old (laughs) game because they use literally the sprites from that they were in in street fighter 2 and street fighter 3 and street Fighter alpha so the sprite swap uh they didn't refigure them at all so some characters have a big as big a head as the entire upper torso of some of the other characters (laughs) like it literally looks it literally looks like they found a Mugen, uh, a Mugen um, build that they could quickly swap into an Xbox and a PS2 game and, and recode yeah. and slap it together and said like, hey, you guys loved Capcom versus SNK two? You guys loved Marvel versus Capcom. Well, guess what? We're going to strip out all the fun of those two games and just give you the shitty Capcom characters that were left over. Like this isn't even the best you, this isn't even the best characters from those games. It is like the B team squad. Like there's <laughs> Ryu and guile and zangief and Li. that's street fighter 2 that's yeah. everybody no 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 ken i can't even I'm, I'm trying to look at the 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 name of these characters that the red earth characters first off no idea yeah. and there's, uh, just,
0: got, we got leo hauser hydran and kenji
1: yeah yeah and um also on the street fighter 3 squad or i'm sorry the dark stalker squad no morrigan <laughs> like, like, how do you have a Darkstalkers game without Morgan in it? It's just like it's all the B team players and the boss of the game. I believe the boss of this game, and I honestly didn't play it enough to get there, but I believe the boss of Capcom Fighting Evolution is just the boss of Darkstalkers. They did uh, nothing to change it. It looks nothing like
0: uh, it looks like the bosses are Pyron from Darkstalkers and Shinakuma originally from Alpha Two. Yep. So you you fight yeah. So it looks like this game, back in the day, received between fours and eight, or four, I'm sorry, fours and sixes on average. But then there was Game Revolution, was a website uh, that gave it uh, 25 percent uh, out of a hundred. Uh, oh. But then we've got an outlier here, man. Play Magazine, which is a very large or was a very large uh, uh, British magazine, they yep. give this a ninety-one percent.
1: What the hell? Who, it must have been someone who never played any of the good Capcom fighting games, because I, I I honestly feel like this game right here and the hype that was behind it, because I do recall this coming out. And I remember a couple of my buddies being like, oh, this is going to be cool. We, I can't wait to try this and see what they've done with it. They've done nothing with it. But I think this is part to blame for the downfall in the mid 2000s of 2D fighting games, because, man, when Capcom put this piece of shit out on store shelves and no one... <laughs> And no one enjoyed it and no one liked it. The Capcom's like, well, I guess the market's right. Nobody likes 2D fighters anymore. So, you know yeah. what? We're done. We're good for a while. No Street Fighter 4 until fucking two generations later.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So don't pick this one up for uh, three bucks in a bargain bin, is what you're saying? Uh,
1: as, a, as a awkward curiosity to bring out when you're drinking with your buddies? Maybe. Maybe. I find enjoyment out of the most obscure and wonky bullshit. I mean, I still like energy on the PC engine, man. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It's is it worth five bucks? Sure. It's, it's it's. I think it's it's going for more than that because it's actually a rare game now. Ah, uh, gotcha. It's fucking terrible, dude. It's terrible, though.
0: All right, man. Time for the last question. Oh my! Oh me! Oh me! Oh my! All right, so this one's just simple. This one's simple. We talked about what we played last week. This time, I just want you to tell me what you're going to play this week.
1: Oh, man, uh, Anthem. Easy. Anthem, I know, yeah. I know for sure I'm going to be a couple nights a week. Uh, my Destiny group is, uh, we're all about 50-50 now. We'll we'll get together and decide what we want to play more, Destiny or, or Anthem. And uh, Anthem's been, Anthem's fun, dude. That's, that's uh-huh. it, Anthem. Oh, and, and Cyber Shadow. I'll play Cyber Shadow this week. Right I got on. it, so I might as well play it. Might as well play it
0: uh i did not mention uh yakuza 4 i did start that up last week because uh you know uh, part 7 is coming out uh on the ps5 soon it's already out there for other consoles but i'm waiting until the ps5 upgrade and so uh i've 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 just got to get through four and five and then i've played all the mainline yakuza games um i don't i will not make it through five before seven comes out and that's okay um but i will make it through four because that's like a i don't know 20 hour game and um so i i played through the first chapter of it hey guess what it's more yakuza you know (laughs) these games don't change much until you get to apparently part seven which is now turn-based so excited for that so that's it for us if you want to hear more of our nonsense next week we'll probably be back to a more traditional 25 minute news-based show but we'll see (laughs) Uh, go to mojomenace.com where we have forums mojomenace.com slash forums there on the top right there's a link to our discord chat you can come and chat with us and a bunch of other pretty cool folks Um, youtube.com slash mojomenace is where you can find all our video projects twitch.tv slash mojomenace got that as well and on all the social medias because we like synergy it's at mojomenace Josh where can they find you?
1: if you want to at me Uh, especially if you want to talk to me about the 20 plus legendary Capcom characters that finally come together in this ultimate battle. That is the Capcom fighting evolution. You can at me at underscore Joshua turbo. Don't forget the underscore as it is the most important underscore in all of the internet. All right, man, that's it for us. We'll see you next week. Bye Bye. Bye.